Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. This is Rob Balasavis, your host, and uh, really excited to uh, to have you here with me today. I've got a really awesome conversation with a good friend of mine, Jeremy Vest, uh, today uh, that I can't wait for you to catch and meet Jeremy. If you haven't met Jeremy before, he's an OG in this whole YouTube and video marketing space. He's worked for some of the top brands, worked with you know, some of the top channels and creators out here. Um, he has been in the game, like I said, for a long time now, and he has a wealth of knowledge and uh, just a real good catch-up call with him. I mean, he was one of the first guys probably you know, when I started getting into videos that I met and, you know, was just very generous with sharing his knowledge and, you know, his time and his network uh, with me. And, um, you know, kind of funny when I when I joined TubeBuddy about two years ago, he was working for uh, one of the competitors, vidIQ. And when I, my first day at TubeBuddy was his last day at vidIQ. So we never really were, you know, quote unquote competitors, I guess, uh, when I was there, but, uh, it was just kind of funny and there's, you know, this kind of friendly rivalry, but, uh, he's going to be talking a little bit about that. And he talked about sort of not being afraid to fail as a creator and, you know, sort of some of the exciting plans uh, that he's got. Cause, uh, he has, as of today, um, he is the, uh, CMO at Braille skateboarding, which is the biggest skateboarding channel, out here, you know, on YouTube. And so they have massive reach. And, you know, during his time here at Braille, he has done a bunch of um, licensing deals. They've, you know, launched toys and, you know, physical products and at the same time growing their channel like crazy. So, you know, I'm just excited for you guys to meet him. He's an awesome guy, um, just a very down-to-earth guy. He's also launched uh, video conferences. You know, Video Marketing World was, you know, he was uh, part, one of the founders there. Um, and uh, it's now run by Scott Simpson, as you guys might know. And so if you guys are in that space, um, yeah. So he knows everyone in the space. Really excited for you guys to meet him. Um, you know, big thank you to our sponsor for this podcast, StreamYard. StreamYard's awesome. I love StreamYard. I use StreamYard regularly when I'm streaming. And so if you guys haven't checked out StreamYard yet, it's a browser-based streaming tool and you can stream to one channel or multiple channels uh, all at the same time. You can record your podcasts. You can do your interviews. You can do uh, recordings for your YouTube channel. It's an awesome tool. So if you haven't checked out StreamYard yet, make sure you uh, check it out. Uh, I put a link in the show notes and also in the description. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you'll find a link to give you 14 days for free on any StreamYard paid plan. So make sure you check that out. Um, And uh, StreamYard is just doing, I believe they're doing a virtual summit very soon. So make sure you check that out as well. uh, If you head over to their website. And again, I have links um, in the show notes or in the description for that. So big thank you to StreamYard for supporting creators and supporting this channel. Um, I have been doing some vlogging um, and it's been really fun. So hopefully you guys are catching some of those vlogs. Um, they are on my YouTube channel. So make sure you check out some of the vlogs. I've been checking out a couple of WeWorks and I'm trying to do a WeWork every week, like once a week, you know, head over to a WeWork and work there. Um, it's really helped me kind of mentally, like, you know, mental health is a, is a very important thing you know, these days, especially when you're working remotely. And so sort of getting out of the house and out of this home studio once a week, you know, out there and seeing people and stuff like that, working in a different environment uh, for me has been 
really, really good for my mental health. And so I think that's important. So, um, you know, I, I actually uh, saw a comment uh, today and, uh, you know, somebody watched one of my videos and um, it inspired them to go and check out a WeWork um, in their local city. And uh, they ended up, you know, getting a, uh, like a, a monthly pass uh, to just check out the WeWork a few times this month. Um, and I mean, the videos, you know, the, the time that I go to WeWork, I pay for it. Or actually, Uscreen, my employer, pays for it. Um, it's an awesome perk where they uh, support and cover uh, co-working fees for the team members because we're fully remote. And so actually, Uscreen covers uh, all of the times that I go to WeWork. Um, and so it's an awesome, awesome uh, perk by, you know, for being part of the team. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just wanted to kind of share uh, that that's an awesome perk. And I, I think it's a perk that a lot of, you know, companies should be giving away. But yeah, so um, yeah, so, yeah, that's what I was going to say. WeWork doesn't sponsor any of those vlogs or any of those videos, but I just thought it was kind of funny and kind of cool that, you know, the, the vlog inspired somebody to go check out a WeWork. So if you don't have a WeWork in your city or, you know, in wherever you're living, um, just check out like co-working spaces, you know, um, there's got to be a co-working space nearby if you want to check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, you should definitely try it. You know, the WeWork itself, again, not sponsored, nothing like that. But the WeWork that I went to, the WeWork, the WeWorks that I've, that I go to, um, it's unlimited coffee, great Wi-Fi, um, unlimited, all the kombucha that a man can drink. If you're a kombucha person, I'm not, a, I'm not much of it, but I do like it in small doses. So, you know, it's kind of nice to have that option. You know, it's like kombucha, like right on the tap, you know, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, lots of space, you know, surprisingly there's, there's quite a number of people there whenever I go. Um, but there's so much space that it's very, you know, socially distanced, COVID safe, um, all of that stuff. So, um, and, uh, and the, the facilities are always top notch, always clean. There's somebody, you know, wiping things down all the time. Um, there's like a cleaning crew that's always just kind of walking around, wiping things down and, uh, sanitizing everything. There's sanitizers everywhere. Um, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. You know, they actually gave me a little like welcome pack, you know, a little WeWork, uh, book booklet thing and, you know, kind of cool. Um, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I don't put, stickers on my laptops anymore but they did give me a cool like we work vancouver sticker so anyways um i thought i'd just share that you know it's just kind of fun I, I, that's something i've been doing um yeah and the channel channel let's see any other updates for you i think that's really it i mean you know that's kind of been the thing i'm, I'm trying to do more content um and sharing that with you more interviews um did a couple of live live summits last week um and I did um, with uh, with Daniel Cosmala on my on our team here at at Uscreen. We are heading over to San Diego in March for Social Media Marketing World. So, if you are attending or if you are based in San Diego, uh, would love to. Uh, hang out with you in person in real life. Uh, we booked our we we purchased our tickets to attend the event. We booked our hotels and flights, and so we are all set to go. Um, yeah, starting to talk to some friends and colleagues and uh, partners and affiliates um, that are going to be in town, um, and so very excited. So if you are going to be there, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. I would love to see you there in person. All right. So without further ado. Here is Jeremy Vest. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. 
and make sure that you tune in to his new channel because you want to learn from this guy um, even if you're not in the same niche as he is uh, because he's he's going to be going and doing a gardening channel and he'll tell you all about it but um, even if you're not pay attention to what he's doing because a lot of it you can apply to your own content your own plans your own business strategies um, and do really well all right so again enjoy this interview and i'll see you in the interview awesome hey jeremy good to have you here man welcome to the podcast hey thanks for having me on i appreciate it yeah of course of course this is great um you know this is good you know we've we've known each other for quite a number of years actually just like kind of catching up a little bit before we hit record here so uh glad to have you here in the podcast and uh yeah how's things going man you got some uh I hear the chickens in the background and everything, you know, so you got a bit, bit of snow? Yeah, we got like between six and eight inches last night, which is kind of crazy. I mean, we're crazy. from Dallas and we moved here about a year, year and a half ago. And it's crazy, man. Snow is, is serious. Yeah, yeah. We get a little bit, not as much as we used to here in Vancouver, but uh, yeah, eight inches is a lot to deal with. So uh, yeah. hope hope you guys are staying warm. Um, but yeah, man, really, really good to just catch up with you. I know you've got, you know, you've been in this game for a long time with, with videos and YouTube and everything. And, um, you know, you've done some amazing things for some, some big, big brands. So uh, before we, you know, kind of jump into things, maybe just introduce yourself and uh, say hello to everybody listening or watching us today. Yeah. Hey, I'm Jeremy Vest. I've been doing marketing digital marketing since 2000 so digital marketing for 21 almost 22 years now and i've been really focused on the youtube and video marketing side of marketing since about 2006 2007 so definitely og yeah representing the the old man out here um so yeah i've been doing this this game a long time uh my customers have over 12 billion organic views on youtube and uh, yeah, I've worked with about 20 of the top 100 brands in America. Uh, currently, I'm the chief marketing officer of Braille Skateboarding, a channel with almost 6 million subscribers. But wow. it's my last day Friday after yeah. two years. I'm just going to go either I have a whole bunch of interviews or I'm just going to go do my own thing. We'll see what happens, but I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll have no uh, shortage of opportunities out there, man. I mean, yeah, you've done I'm so much and know, know so many awesome people. Um, yeah, well, that's been good. So two years at Braille. Before that, you were at, you know, vidIQ and uh, yeah. some some friendly, we never actually had the rivalry-ish, you know, the friendly rivalry, because when I was at TubeBuddy, you were no longer at vidIQ. You, kind of, we, you moved on the same day that I joined in. Yeah, but you know, I've always loved TubeBuddy too. Yeah, so I, I never know. had any rivalry with anyone. <laughs> I love both companies. Um, and I always have. Uh, and in fact, I kind of, tried to squash all the the stuff that was you know if anything was going on and be like no talk to each other and yeah yeah i was like the, i was the dad <laughs> but yeah that companies get along and everything's awesome but yeah i'm i'm uh yeah hear the chick chicken in the background i love it yeah i love it i love it yeah no i i know it's um you know it's always kind of it was i always thought it was a friendly rivalry you know and it was like Man, there's so many more. There's so many channels. You know, it's not like a, even a competition or anything. And a lot of people yeah. even use both, right? You know, they have yeah. both installed and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, you did some amazing things there, and I've always learned from you. I remember like you guys were doing like channel reviews back then, and you know, even learning how you're doing things at Braille. So, uh, just really cool to kind of see you uh, doing your thing here. So, um, I know you have a new channel though, Plant 
plant killer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tell us about that. You know, it's, about that. it's, it's funny. It's, uh, so I'm a nerd obviously. <laughs> um, and I started doing, I, you know, we bought seven acres and I've always loved gardening. I actually was going to school to be a botanist before I started doing digital marketing and realized I wasn't very good at science. So I went to, to marketing. Um, but I've always loved plants. And I realized that over 90% of people that buy plants from like Home Depot and Walmart kill them. <laughs> so uh, the biggest part of the market share is beginning gardeners. So instead of calling my channel beginner gardeners or black thumb, I, as you can see behind me, skateboard, I love punk rock and I wanted to do it my way. So plant killer gardening tips for plant killers is I think going to resonate with a lot of people that get like, it's like self-selecting uh, my audience. If that makes any sense, they know who they are and they're going to probably subscribe. That's so smart. That's so smart. I, I didn't know that was a story behind the name. I was just, I thought it was just like a cool name, but that makes so much sense now. And um, I'm sure you probably got that lesson of like the, the biggest audience is always the beginners. Like I'm sure that's kind of what you experienced with oh, YouTube yeah. creators too, right? Like the biggest Absolutely. audience are the beginners. But, yeah. But it's always not that clear, you know, like yeah. um, if I was a, a 30 year veteran of, of gardening, I would not focus on beginners. Mm. You know, there's a lot of negatives to that. You know, they might buy a $19 book, but they're not going to buy a $500 raised garden bed from me. Mm -hmm. Right. So in fact, in our industry, Daryl and Tim and Sean and, you know, yep. Nick Nimmin, they don't even target beginners anymore yeah. because, you know, it's really hard to make content every week and get to that point. So there's a lot of negatives to targeting a beginner, but like for Braille, we are literally the, the biggest channel of teaching people how to skateboard in the world and beginners are our market. And I love to teach. I, I teach at SMU actually, um, mm -hmm. yep. I teach their YouTube course and, um, I just love it. You know, I absolutely love teaching and I, I figured that beginners were more with how good I am at Mark, at, at plants and stuff. I figured that was my market. Yeah, that's really smart. That's a great approach. And um, I thought I read somewhere, uh, Jeremy, that this is kind of like part of your 10 year plan, right? This is like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, that's cool that you've got even figured, like even thought about that. I think a lot of people don't even really think about that. Like, hey, this is my YouTube channel and this is part of my 10 year plan. It, it kind of expand on that a bit. What's what is what is the 10 year plan and how does YouTube this YouTube channel fit into that? So, you know, as well as I do, the, the number one reason people quit becoming video creators is because, first off, they consider themselves a video creator or a YouTuber or a TikToker or an Instagram person. You know, right. I don't know what an Instagrammer maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but first off, that's completely flawed thinking and mm -hmm. the mindset is is really everything. So I'm 45 years old and I started thinking the other day, I was like, by the time I'm 55, I do not want to deal with anyone else ever yeah. again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that was where the plan started. And then I was like, okay, I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not a TikToker. I am a media company and mm -hmm. my audience is getting people to grow their own food. And I, I kind of guise that big mission, which is honestly a good mission. Let's say you 
uh, lose your job, if you have a garden, you can still feed your family. So it's a real mission. Like it's a serious business. And the business is multimedia. The business Mm -hmm. is a media company. And any creator, I don't care if you're in TikTok or YouTube, any creator has a micro media company. And if you don't act like that, if you don't have big lofty goals, like my goal is a million subscribers in 10 years, a lot of people are like, Oh, I bet you could do that in three. Yeah. If I, if I killed myself, maybe, you know, (laughs) I have a family, I have two daughters. Like I, I I have a word for the year, Robin, that is win small, Mm. win tiny, win one little video at a time. Mm. In fact, I'm purposely making kind of not super great content to start Mm. Um, because I want to prove to people that you can go from something or nothing to everything, mm-hmm. getting 1% better every week. I like that. You know, so that that's where I, I'm all about. I'm not about being perfect or, or anything, but I mean, I had, I don't know, I have about 50,000 views on my little channel already. And, awesome. you know, I'm just getting started. Uh, I, I put up a couple of silly videos last year, but for the most part, I've put up two or three videos so far. So yeah. it's, I know that I'm a million sub channel, even though I have like less than 200 subscribers. Yeah. Imagine if all creators out there listening to this podcast, listen to this video, if they had that thought, they're 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 gonna be a, a millionaire and a million subscribers and have a multimedia company even though currently they might suck yeah. they may not be very good yeah. they may not have good equipment I even sold all my equipment and I'm using a GoPro uh, ten a nice. GoPro eight and my iPhone twelve Pro awesome. that's it I, I have no other equipment now I sold all of it nice. and again I'm doing this to prove to new creators that everything 90 percent of what you think of why people are successful is a hundred percent wrong mm, mm, i like that man that's 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 really insightful from somebody like you that's been in the game for a long time you know like i think a lot of people like there's there's just all the news that you hear of like you know um like hey this person just went viral and like now this person is like you know within six months they're at a million and you know i yeah. think st- people start assuming that that's normal right like you know that like that's normal like i don't even know like some of these big channels now that you we all watch they took it took them years to get here you know and yeah. um so but i think there's a skewed sort of like understanding of how long something should take and success should happen overnight otherwise what are you doing here you know it's been two months i, I still don't have a play button you know and people are like what are you doing yeah it's crazy yeah and a lot of people like they're really judgy you yeah, know, they're yeah. really judgy. Even my like twelve-year-old daughter's like, you only have like a couple thousand. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> and, and you know, we know that vanity metrics is yes ignorant way to live. It's yeah. just stressful and dumb. Mm-hmm. But when I think what happens is a lot of creators want to be fancy. They mm-hmm. want to have stuff they haven't had before. Maybe respect, right. maybe uh, appreciation, mm-hmm. and unfortunately. Um, the, the truth is we're just skewed, right? If you go help or entertain others, you get 1% better every week and you have a a vision, a plan, uh, then you'll, you'll affect people's lives and help them. If you start from that philosophy, not a, I'm a YouTuber, I'm an Instagrammer or TikToker. Um, I think 
I think it makes sense. I personally took a year, mm-hmm. partially because I'm a dad and have a full-time job and you know all of that stuff. But I took a year just to kind of plan. I took a whole year yeah. to plan my channel and my business. Nice. Most people can get 200,000 subscribers in a year. Yeah. Um, you know, so why would I do that? Well, I mean, if you go to my channel and you look, it's very simple. Gardening mm-hmm. tips for plant killers, people that kill plants. So it, it's, it's good. You know, the logo is awesome. It's exactly what I want. So I'm starting with a website and a blog and a Discord server. And it, like, I'm just starting where a lot of people take two or three years to get to. Um, and I know I'll get faster knowing my vision and mission and all of those things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I really, I really, uh, I totally agree with that. I think it takes, you know, you have to be patient in this game and long term. And, um, you know, I want to go back to what you said earlier about like, you know, because it reminds me about, you know, being uh, a media company, because I remember I was listening to uh, Colin and Samir's podcast. They interviewed MKBHD recently, and um, they were talking about how a lot of creators, they focus too much on being a content creator. But really, if you want to go full time and you want to be building a business, you have to think about being a content distributor. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, which which I really agree with because, I, you know, obviously, you know, what we do here, Jeremy, we talk to a lot of creators and a lot of successful creators. And I am finding that the difference between them and people that are doing this sort of like, I'm growing my channel, I'm focusing on subscribers and views and stuff. That's good. But then like the guys that are turning this into a business and like building revenue streams on different things, they're strategically thinking about like, okay, I'm going to do this live stream, but it's going to be behind a paywall or, you know, I'm going to, you know, do this particular content with a brand only and not on my channel and all this stuff. Like, what do you think about, you know, sort of what you're hearing out there and even, you know, your experience with creators focusing on distribution versus just let's be a fancy creator, like you said, you know, and get all the fancy cameras and gear and lights. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons that my customers have over 12 billion views just on YouTube. <laughs> Right. Mainly you, and, though. Mainly you. No, You're the no, main. no, no. Nothing to do with me. But um, but one of the biggest reasons is a strategy, like a distribution strategy. For example, um, did you know that a lot of big creators, because, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of big creators, right? So did you know a, a lot of big creators make about 70% of their revenue off their blog? No, I didn't know that. I did not know that. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So one of my friends, Kevin from Epic Gardening, one of the largest, by the way, I know my audience already. It took me a year, but I know these guys. I can call them on the phone. I, I have 20 different gardening suppliers and resellers. And like, oh, I know everyone, right? Like, yeah. so once you have your niche and you're able to focus down the, 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 the world becomes smaller and you can meet all these people. Like, it's so awesome once you figure out what your value is, what yeah. you bring to the table and what you do. Mm-hmm. So your audience knows who you are and what you do. Once you have that and you think as a media company, you're going to think in distribution. You're going to think in products, having a product like Ustream, um, you know, selling stuff behind a paywall is already in my plan. Yeah, like there you go. Already, you know, and I, I have a 200, not even 200 subscribers, and I already have all this planned out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you create like you have a million followers, 
then you're going to think differently and you're going to be able to, to really map things out. If you're going for vanity reasons or proving yourself cool, anyone can make it being a creator. Right. Just get over that mental mindset. That's actually a really bad way to think. It's more about what you should think is how do I entertain or educate people to a point that I'm useful to them, that they right. want to come back. Right. You know, it's just completely like there are three things, in my opinion, in 2022 that should matter to creators. Yeah. That is clickability titles and thumbnails and, you know, like reasons and TikTok or Instagram, you know, in the description, um, watchability and all platforms, watch time matters. You know, TikTok, you need to do things like closed loops where they watch it two or three times where it's seamless. Um, YouTube, obviously we all know that watch time is the most, you know, important metric and then likability. So clickability, watchability, and likability are the only things I care about in any of these platforms. And if you break it down like that and you stop looking for silver bullets and you stop looking for fancy ways to, to you know, outdo the system and you just focus on making content people want to consume, you're unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's so true, man. I think the focus sometimes is too much on like, and I think you nailed it. I've never really thought about that. Some some creators maybe come to YouTube and become a creator for other reasons to like validate themselves. I was talking to a creator and he's like, why are why are people so obsessed with getting sponsored? And part of it is, yes, it's good money. Right. I mean, you can't complain. Like, but also it's like validation that like there is a, a company that finds you good enough to put their name behind, you know, so it's like. It's validation. So that's one of the reasons why people create sometimes. And then they focus on that. And that's why subscribers and view counts and all those vanity metrics are so important that they get sort of sidetracked and like the focus goes away from like what you said, becoming a media company. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I already have with under 200 subscribers. <laughs> I'm already getting tons of free content. You know, I'm sure. Products. I'm sure. And I'm getting like thousands of dollars of gardening stuff sent yeah, to me. Yeah. Now, why is that? How is a dude that has nothing like from a presence perspective mm -hmm. already able to do that? Well, because I know my strength. Mm -hmm. the, the thing I think a lot of people don't understand is you were born with superpowers and skills right. and things that you do well. Yep. When I was helping Roger Wakefield, yes. uh, <laughs> you know, start his YouTube channel a few years ago, he thought his skills were being a master plumber. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Like, that's a given. He's a plumber. He's good at what he does. That's a given. Yeah, yeah. What his superpowers are is being charismatic and easily, uh, you know, teaching people how to do things in an easy way that's not overwhelming. That, if you've met, if you spend any time with that guy, you know he's just a charming, awesome guy to be around and you just feel happier to yeah. have spent 10 minutes with this guy. So that's, that's a superpower. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is when you're coming into a new niche and a, uh, a new industry, you have something to offer, even if it's not views. It's true. You know, true. I have, I've been a YouTube strategist for a billion years, so <laughs> I can help the gardening industry be better and make more money mm -hmm. while I'm getting better and making more money.
Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's again, great great advice, Jeremy. I mean, like, you know, I think it's it's all about like just getting beyond like I'm just a creator, I'm a YouTuber, you know, I'm a TikToker. It's like you're putting yourself in such a tiny box when you should yeah. be building a media company and and sometimes Sometimes that's scary and kind of daunting and overwhelming, but it is the direction that you need to go if you want to become a full-time creator. Um, that's fantastic. Talk to me a little bit. Spend spend a little bit of time. I think here we were talking and you're talking about failing and like not being afraid to fail. So, um, you know, with all the different brands that you've worked with, kind of talk, kind of walk me through maybe a, an example or two of where you know where that comes from for you. Like why why are you not afraid to test something out? And maybe it totally flops. Maybe it goes really well. How do you how do you approach that? What's your mindset with that? Yeah, you know it is hard sometimes with brands because they don't really get failure. Yeah, yeah. but um, it ultimately comes to this. I've worked with literally thousands of creators and hundreds of brands over mm-hmm. you know the last twenty one years and um, YouTube specific since like two thousand six two thousand seven. And the mindset's all wrong, man. Like yeah. the mindset is all wrong. I have two or three new videos up on my channel and they're, they suck. <laughs> like they're not good. But you know what it does? It forces me to start creating. Most of us become analysis paralysis. You know, we, right. we think so much and plan so much that the thought of failing and the thought of not making a video people love is actually probably the biggest reason why people fail. So the thought of failure is one of the biggest reasons people fail. Um, I, my wife was telling me this study the other day that the thought of getting COVID and dying can actually make you sicker than COVID. Mm, Like there was a study that came out about that, especially in kids. So the thought of the stress of like the anxiety, Yeah. 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 So um, I want to, I'm definitely going to document my journey. I'm not good on camera. I'm actually not going to be on camera much on Mm. my new channel. It's going to be kind of comedy and voiceovers. Nice. Um, So, so my, my biggest thing is there is an audience of everyone out there, right? So there's an audience of people that want to see beautiful gardeners, men and women doing gardening. That's not me, you know? Um, so you have to figure out yourself and you have to be okay with learning. Even right. though I'm a phenomenal YouTube strategist, I suck on camera. Mm. And it, there's a lot of reasons. Like, you know, we all have our things. But my question to you is how do you get over yourself and get over them and move forward and help people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and you were... You were born with the superpower. How dare you, like, not let the world, you know, feel that? Yeah. Like, that's on you if, right. if you don't deliver this. So worrying about the, the little silver bullets and all the cool things and that one thing this one guru said, just start make content and get better. And and I know your channel, you're killing it right now. But, you know, at the beginning, you weren't. So I... I it's a good example. Yeah. For everyone else. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm with you. Like I have never been too I, like, I don't know what the word is, Jeremy. Like I've never been too attached. Somebody was talking to me about like, Hey, how do you plan like your next video and stuff? And 
Um, I think I was talking about being consistent and stuff like that. And I think, like you said, a lot of people will have um, analysis paralysis. And so they stop for like, you know, seasons like, oh, man, it's been like eight months since you uploaded a video. Oh, well, you know, I've been working on this edit, you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, then then you missed out on all this learning opportunity for the last eight months. And I've just been like, let's just publish a video by this day and then we'll go on to the next one for for pros and cons, I guess, of like emotionally detached from the video. I think a lot of people are very yeah. attached to the video. I don't know if you've come across that out there. Oh man. And it's even worse in brands. You know, when I like did the strategy for Procter and Gamble, mm. you know, some of the big, big people up in one of the biggest companies in the world would be like, why is that little 13 year old got a billion views and we don't. Yeah. And you know, um, working with brands is hard because right. a brand doesn't have a face. The reason, um, and I say this a lot, but I believe that being a creator is the new punk rock. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that is it doesn't matter if you have tattoos or green hair or gay or straight, like nothing matters. And you don't have to be a model. And these people, these normal people, just like you and I yep. are ruling the world. You know, we, we're selling more stuff than big brands in a lot mm. of ways. And we are, the creator economy is a thing. And I really believe it's, you know, when the Beastie Boys and all like the punk rock bands and stuff started, they were publishing their own thing and making their own industry and not relying on the big, you know, corporations and music industries. And I really believe it's the same way. I believe we're bringing the power back of media to the people. Yeah. Um, and these big kind of evil media corporations, mm -hmm. they're still going to do well. But we have a piece of the pie now, and that's yeah. important. I like that. That's a good. That's a good uh, connection to that. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. And and more and more, they're the the creators I'm finding are dictating the conversation with brands. It's not like, okay, brand, what do you want us to do? It's like, well, the brand's like, what do you guys want to do? Because you guys have the attention. You got. I think whoever has controls the attention kind of controls the, that, you know, conversation. Um, the uh, somebody else put, um, you know, creators are the new are like athletes now, you know, yeah. they're like athletes they are being traded. They're being, you know, people are, you know, signing deals with them and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I like that. Creators are the new punk rock. Um, That's awesome. Well, Jeremy, this has been really good. I want to respect your time. I know you're busy and I know you're just getting your day started. So I appreciate your time. I'm excited for you, man. It's, you know, I think, you know, the world is your oyster over here after, in about a week, you're, you're fishing, right? Aren't you? You're like spending some time yeah, fishing. Yeah, yeah. My, my first official day, like working for myself is next Monday. And I've decided to like be fishing that day and like really <laughs> set off, you know, cause there's a lot of stress like, oh, I got to get my contracts and get the money. And, but you also have to live, That's you know, true. so I'm starting my first day of work on the beach and I'm doing it on purpose because I want to set my my stress and anxiety and everything in a very good tone so that I can make more money and do better. Yeah, awesome. And and you're going to be helping so many people along the way. So I'm excited. Appreciate I've always appreciated your friendship and just being connected with you and me bugging you with questions every now and then. So I appreciate you being on the podcast. And um, ma guys, make sure you connect with Jeremy on his new channel. I'll have all the links everywhere. So uh, Jeremy, thank you for your time, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet.